Hi this is Dinesh Atigar from empowerventure.com so in this podcast we will have a discussion about ayurveda its benefits and how it can help one live a healthy lifestyle and how we can overcome certain diseases and adopt some preventive measures we will discuss with someone who has more than 18 years of experience as a ayurveda practitioner himself he is also an educator speaker who gives talks on various uh, medium like television channels radio and uh, various events and today we have with us dr sandeep bekal r who is an md in ayurveda and he is the head of the department at sharada ayurveda medical college and hospital mangalore Dr. Sandeep, welcome to the show and uh, we'll start with some questions we have and towards the end we'll also take some questions which are asked by some of our friends. Welcome to the show, sir. So the first question is, how and when did you decide that you want to pursue Ayurveda? As seen in majority of the cases, I too joined the BAMS course by chance rather than by choice. It was in 95-96, 97-98 that I had completed my second PU at Aloysius College. I had spent two painful years in Mangalore as I never adjusted to the hostel environment and the college environment as well. However, the fact I realized later was that the fault was mine and not in the environment. After completing my PUC with second class marks I was clueless of my future journey however my parents were never compulsive they always cooperated with me and they never preferred to force me into anything one of relatives just then suggested that I do my BAMS course at Alvas Ayurveda Medical College which had started the course an year earlier i was quite i was quick to agree on that because i somehow felt that i was averse to mathematics this course did not involve any mathematics in it that was the entry point into the field of ayurveda what is the scope for ayurveda studies why should one go for ayurveda studies scope of ayurveda is infinite however when i make the statement i am fully aware that i am not being emotional this statement is made with full rationality i would prefer to put forth some facts which substantiate my view firstly the texts of ayurveda contain so vast knowledge in them that any amount of exploration and excavation done would reveal only a small part of it while it largely remains unexplored it is also one among the indigenous science which has complete cycle of protocol for diagnosis as well as treatment it is a holistic approach towards healing in individuals and not mere managing the symptoms it offers both prevention and cure it is 
ಡೆವಲಪ್ಡ್ ಆನ್ ಸೌಂಡ್ ರ್ಯಾಷನೇಲ್ ಆಫ್ ಕಾರ್ಯಕಾರಣ ಸಿದ್ಧಾಂತ ಆರ್ ಕಾಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಎಫೆಕ್ಟ್ ಥಿಯರಿ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಪಲ್ ಸ್ಕೋಪ್ ಫಾರ್ ರಿಸರ್ಚ್ ಇನ್ ಆಯುರ್ವೇದ ವಿಚ್ ಕ್ಯಾನ್ ಬಿ ಫುಲ್ಫಿಲ್ ಬೈ ಬೇಸಿಕ್ ರಿಕ್ವೈರ್ಮೆಂಟ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಇನ್ಫ್ರಾಸ್ಟ್ರಕ್ಚರ್ ವೈಲ್ ದ ಸೇಮ್ ಇನ್ ಮಾಡರ್ನ್ ಮೆಡಿಸಿನ್ ವುಡ್ ರಿಕ್ವೈರ್ ಸಫಿಸ್ಟಿಕೇಟೆಡ್ ಮೆಷೀನ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ಕಾಂಪ್ಲಿಕೇಟೆಡ್ ಟೆಕ್ನೀಕ್ಸ್ ಆ್ಯಂಡ್ ದರ್ ಇಸ್ ಆಲ್ಸೋ ಅ ಫಿಯರ್ ದಟ್ ಸಚ್ ರಿಸರ್ಚ್ ಬೀಯಿಂಗ್ ಡನ್ ಇಸ್ ಸಮ್ವೇರ್ ಡನ್ ಇನ್ ಸಮ್ ಕಾರ್ನರ್ ಆಫ್ ದ ವರ್ಲ್ಡ್ ರಿಮೋಟ್ಲಿ there are several areas such as immunity immunology genetics geriatrics psychiatry toxicology where considerable work has to be done we definitely enjoy public support fully however there needs to be some ways through which awareness has to be created with regard to the availment availing different services in ayurveda today ayurveda is a globally accepted though there may be limitations with regard to medicine availability there are avenues to enable us to fight the non communicable diseases which is a major challenge in modern medicine what are the different career opportunities that you see for someone who studies ayurveda there are several opportunities that ayurveda offers some are conventional ones and some are unconventional career opportunities the conventional ones include becoming a practitioner of ayurveda by setting up a clinic to join the academic services as a teacher or one can even start or work for a pharmacy the unconventional ones include becoming a researcher in ayurveda becoming a public health administrator to pub- pursue civil services to join the wellness industry as consultants to plan and to initiate integrative approach as the one we have in gurgaon the medicity to join the insurance sector to join as research officers in the government sector there are plenty of opportunities in the field of quality control quality management etc Okay come a personal question here what is your most memorable moment as a ayurveda practitioner it is a tough job to point out at a single instance and call it the moment which is most cherished but i can recall many a moments of joy and contentment where we are able to relieve the patient of their disease the happiness and the gratitude seen in the patients and their relatives is invaluable and can can't be equated with any other benefits and rewards 
that we receive how does ayurveda help in overall well being no one has to understand that science of ayurveda is not for the sake of your patients alone it is firstly to be implemented for self and then you can manage the condition of the patients the advices given in ayurvedic texts are for the betterment of one's own life and then for the betterment of the society firstly because you have to be a role model for the whole society and secondly because if you are not convinced yourself how do you convince the rest you have to be aware of the fact that implementation of ayurveda should be for yourself first and the rest next what are the preventive measures available in ayurveda for uh, common problems or common diseases that we see now this is a very vast topic and one can speak endlessly about this however to limit to only the important ones we can consider the following which when followed can bring about a dramatic change in one's attitude in life it can also bring about the changes in physical mental social and spiritual spiritual dimensions of life some of the simple modifications given in the text are in terms of the following dinacharya about the daily routine rutucharya which means about the which explains about the monthly regime sadvrata the moral conduct and the spiritual conduct one has to practice in the society then the achara rasayana which when practiced ensures longevity which are the major diseases that can be treated with ayurveda there is a misconception among the people at large about the diseases which can be managed through ayurveda people generally have a notion that ayurveda can manage only chronic diseases however the fact remains to be different ayurveda understand every condition by its analysis rather than by its name alone but we must understand the fact that ayurveda has lost a lot of knowledge and therefore we find very few practitioners when it comes to few of the diseases majority of the diseases can be approached through ayurveda through the analysis of the disease by the techniques as mentioned in ayurveda some of the areas which are immune to the treatment in western medicine can also be managed very well to quote a few degenerative disorders autoimmune disorders non communicable diseases such as diabetes hypertension cancer etc psychosomatic disorders infertility as well as subfertility conditions and there are also treatments which are mentioned for rejuvenation simultaneously we have to 
accept the fact that the medical emergency are difficult to handle in the current situation because there are very few practitioners who seriously practice it what is a healthy lifestyle one should adopt as per ayurveda a healthy lifestyle ideally should promote all round health of an individual including all four dimensions of health that is physical mental social and spiritual all the practices mentioned in ayurveda are to promote these aspects of health care ayurveda primarily believes in triya upastamba or three main pillars that is ahara food nidra the sleep as well as brahmacharya it is celibacy inclusive of the disciplined life one has to lead this apart ayurveda lays down the various practical practices various practices like dinacharya rutucharya sadvrata one has to practice in order to remain healthy anything that you want to share with the public uh, about ayurveda and its benefits yes indeed i would want the public to understand the fact that ayurveda is not about only some herbal soap cosmetics or juices ayurveda believes in an all round approach which works on physical mental social and spiritual well being of an individual public should also take more interest in preventive aspect of ayurveda which is a key to a healthy life so now i have uh, some questions from some of our friends so the first question is do ayurvedic medicine too have side effects or adverse reaction first let us understand so as to when an event is called as an adverse effect or adverse drug reaction or a side effect adverse drug reaction is a situation where there is a injury to the health by taking a medication as prescribed in the correct format by a qualified physician either as a single dose or for prolonged use it may also result from a combination of drugs now considering the above statement we need to realize the fact that ayurveda classifies chikitsa or treatment into two varieties firstly shuddha chikitsa where the medicine on administration subsides the intended disease without causing any other adversities this kind of treatment is recommended in most situations or almost all the situations ashuddha chikitsa is the second variety it is the one where the treatment may subside the intended disease but simultaneously cause another disease therefore we always prefer to administer only shuddha chikitsa and may rarely choose ashuddha chikitsa where the benefits outweigh the risks
I am sure that most of them will not be satisfied with the above answer because it looks very classical. Therefore, let me give some more details. The term adverse effects cannot be attributed to the conditions arising out of physician's ignorance or negligence. When a physician chooses to give a wrong medicine in a certain situation or in higher dose than prescribed by the text, the resultant condition is called as iatrogenic or the disease resulting from the wrong treatment of the physician due to his judgment or lack of knowledge. It will not be considered as side effect or adverse drug reaction. Now let me also remind you that the simple foods, for example let's say you are very fond of consuming chicken or fish and if you happen to consume it excessively on a particular occasion despite the knowledge that you suffer from uh, abdominal pain or burning sensation in the abdomen on consuming it then such a situation is very similar to the above condition that we have been speaking about what I mean to say is despite your knowledge that this particular food taken in excess harms you you have consumed it similarly if a physician knowingly administers or due to lack of knowledge administers some drug which doesn't suit the condition you suffer from it will not be considered as an adverse drug reaction attributed to the drug rather it is a condition arising due to physician's lack of knowledge or his carelessness. The adverse drug reactions that we come across in Ayurveda are very minimal. Example, if an Arista, let's say Amrita Arista which is prescribed very often, Aristas are first of all to understand fermented preparations. When such an Amritarista is prescribed to an individual in relatively higher doses, it may bring about a burning sensation in the abdomen or chest. Now, this is the nature of side effects or the adverse drug reaction caused by Ayurveda drugs. However, here again we must say that I had spoken about higher dose. So then again the dose if corrected this adversity also can be overcome. And what is the difference between traditional Ayurveda medicine and the latest Ayurveda medicines? Is there a difference? I have often come across many a people questioning about the steroids being added to medicine especially the Ayurveda medicine. Now, let me clear on this aspect as well. Please do understand that there is no classical reference or any references from the textbooks of Ayurveda which mention about the addition of steroids to our medicines. In the first place, the steroids were not even discovered at that point when the texts were written. Therefore, 
all such additions of steroids are to be considered as the wrong doings of some vested interests many a times it is seen that out of human greed people may aspire to make more money and therefore bring about very quick results which may in, in fact inspire them to add some things like steroids in medicines therefore it is my humble suggestion to all the ayurveda enthusiasts and the ones who follow ayurveda medicine to procure the medicines of ayurveda from reliable sources and also to consult only qualified physicians who are authentic and who really care for the patient's health combining ayurveda with modern medicine is not out of question however one has to make sure that those in ayurveda and modern medicine understand completely well both sciences and then they collaborate there should be no scope for dominance by a single science and all attention has to be given to treat the condition under con- consideration therefore there are several areas where there can be collaboration to name a few rehabilitation disability limitation management of adverse reactions adjuvant treatments rejuvenative treatments etc and what is the difference between ayurveda and siddha system of medicine it seems both are plant based medicines is it true there's another important issue to address there's a lot of confusion among the public so as to what is the difference between ayurveda and siddha system of medicine very simple as this that these two systems of medicine are independent systems of medicine ayurveda is a system of medicine which is followed in terms of its anatomy physiology its diagnosis that means to say using diagnostic techniques as mentioned in ayurveda and followed by treatment as well siddha has all these independently which slightly differ from what is mentioned in ayurveda ayurveda system of medicine initially advocated most of the formulations and medications which came from plant source alone but in the later texts there were more and more additions of mineral origin drugs as well however in siddha we do come across that maximum number of formulations come from the mineral origin and therefore the herbal medicines are also relatively less as compared to the mineral preparations apart from this we do come across that the origin of ayurveda might have been from the north northern part of india while that of siddha system of medicine may be 
southern part of india however there are a lot of debates on this apart from the above differences it is also to be remembered that there are small differences in principles as well like for example the panchakarma mentioned the five treatments aimed at cleansing the body is mentioned in ayurveda whereas siddha system of medicine advocates tokkana or another variety of cleansing which involves some te- 10 techniques now again there are small differences apart from this which are really not to be considered as a very big difference as such however we are convenient using the medicines of siddha what i mean to say is that ayurveda doctors do make use of siddha system while the siddha doctors do make use of ayurvedic medicines and there are many areas which actually are similar in both the systems of medicine there is always a question about whether ayurveda and siddha come from plants that is whether ayurveda and siddha system of medicine use only plant origin drugs this question i heard more in case of ayurveda where people feel that ayurveda consists of only herbal remedies however it has to be made clear to all the respondents here that ayurveda as well as siddha do believe in drugs of mineral origin in fact there is one whole branch of ayurveda which is dedicated to the drugs of mineral origin and this branch of medicine is called as rasa shastra now most of them when we tell that we use mercury in the preparations of rasa shastra fear its use i should make it very clear to all of you that the mercury used in ayurveda is purified in multiple stages and made sure that it is eligible for human consumption and then it is used for various preparations of rasa shastra there are different companies which have come out with their toxicity studies on such mercurial preparations and have clarified that there has been no toxicity whatsoever with the use of such mercurial preparations therefore there is no scope for fear as long as such medicines are procured from the authentic preparation companies or from authentic pharmacies can ayurvedic medicine be a substitute substitute for allopathic medicine now there are various aspects of a certain medical system that we have to consider before we comment on this ayurveda though is considered as a complete system of medicine with independent anatomy physiology 
diagnostic tools as well as the treatment protocols and modern medicine however is no different having said this i should also tell there are some areas of ayurveda which are relatively less practiced or not very popular or which do not find as good remedies as compared to modern medicine in a few areas for example in case of emergency medicine as of today we cannot offer much in terms of ayurveda let's consider a situation like a respiratory emergency where the patient has to be nebulized or has to be put on oxygen or has to be ventilated then all these possibilities are not existent in ayurveda as of today when it comes to the modern medicine i should highlight some gray areas as well as i should tell about the adversities as well modern medicine is solely based on the germ theory which does not explain each and every condition as we come across a lot of non communicable diseases or non infective diseases if you could call them which don't respond to the conventional ideas as mentioned in modern system of medicine therefore both the systems of medicine have their own gray areas as well as some of the lacunas therefore one system of medicine cannot substitute the other while what we can do at the best is utilize to the maximum the good areas or the strengths of each system of medicine as per the condition of the individual and try to give the best of the treatment by combining all systems of medicine not only ayurveda and modern system of medicine okay we have a specific question here how to recover from arrhythmia or irregular heartbeat now this depends on the individual case and it has to be handled on a individual basis and there doesn't exist a single line of treatment for all those suffering from arrhythmias the complete history of the patient is quite important in deciding the customized protocol for that individual however all that i can say is that there are patients who approaches for the same and we have been able to provide them with relatively good results and final question we have in this podcast is the most frequently asked question is there or will there be any cure for the pandemic corona in the near future in ayurveda well this is an interesting question and in fact i have been talking about this in on various forums for quite some time now but again let me clarify that if ayurveda or any system of medicine has to claim a cure then definitely we need to provide the scientific evidence as 
preferred by the modern medicine community and for this we need to have rigorous clinical trials with certain number of patients or number of patients sufficient enough to substantiate the claim considering the history of this disease it is only 3 to 4 months old and we have had any hardly had any access to the patients suffering from corona we are not in a position to claim anything of that kind and i am very sure that we will not be able to claim such things even here somewhere in the near future but having said this just observe the symptoms of corona and its history and the way that it propagates and if you look into the texts of ayurveda you would find some conditions which are very close to this and which are possibly having the communicability as strong as this and therefore we would prefer to administer the same lines of treatment as mentioned for them in such conditions while not claiming that we can cure it or we cannot claim these things on a larger platform where we need to provide scientific evidence in terms of conducting clinical trials which are multi-staged and such clinical trials need to be approved by various agencies too with all this background i really feel that it is really difficult for any of us to claim or to prove in the near future any kind of treatment for corona while if there are instances where there is an emergency of treatment and if we are requested to administer our treatment we can definitely administer our treatment having said this i should also let you know that there are plenty of medicines in ayurveda which can boost your immunity and i am sure that you are aware that it is not only this condition called as corona it's all the other conditions the host of conditions which may be caused by bacteria virus protozoa or due to any other causes which can be managed by improving the immunity of a individual and therefore the immune boosting methods as mentioned in ayurveda are quite strong and they are quite popular as well one of the very simple example is that of chavanaprash which you have heard but there are hundreds of such formulations which can be prescribed as per individual needs and the condition therefore this gray area of ayurveda is less utilized even as of today and people need to really give a chance to ayurveda when it comes to boosting the immunity which can serve as a sole savior in all conditions relating to the microorganisms or otherwise today we realize the fact that immune system 
is the one which guards us against each and every disease may it be because of microorganisms or may it be otherwise for example conditions like cancer also rely on good immune system and therefore there is no doubt that immune system plays a role in each and every disease we come across the techniques mentioned in ayurveda don't pertain only to consumption of few medicines it is also about lifestyle it is also about moral conduct it is also about the various aspects of life which are covered under this and today we very well know that yoga system of medicine also can contribute immensely in this regard the various techniques mentioned in yoga can also boost the immune system thereby improving your chance of evading a disease or staying away from a disease as mentioned in ayurveda swasthasya swasthya rakshana aturasya vikara prashamana what we need to do is first of all stay away from the disease by remaining healthy for which we need to adopt the various techniques as mentioned in ayurveda yoga and various other indigenous sciences and also we need to get rid of the disease which we have already encountered and for which we may take the help of any of these systems of medicine or the modern system of medicine as well there are instances wherein we can work together as i mentioned while i answered the previous question that both ayurveda and other indigenous systems of medicine can also go along with modern medicine so as to prevent or enhance its prevent the adversities enhance its effect and see to it that the disease recovery period is shorter with lesser adversities